Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 956, November 1st, 2022. 77 degrees on this day in 1933, and 10 degrees uh, was the low in 1951, the, the year after we had that delightful 83 degrees on Halloween. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Yes. Um, last night, my son asked me about the 1991 blizzard because he was learning about it in school. And he knew that I was alive then, so he was asking me about it. And I seem to recall it was very warm prior to the snowstorm in October. Is that accurate? I've had no records from 1991. Okay. Hmm. That uh, reminds me of the Armistice Day story, because that was a bluebird, or I don't know if it was bluebird, but very, it's very warm. warm. Yes. Very what warm. I'm uh, most uh, interested in is why is that being studied in school? They just, it, it came up. Oh, they're not. It's not classroom. part of a coursework. No, I'm sure his teacher just said, "Hey, the, on this day, you know, we had a three feet of snow." Uh, unfortunately, things that we've lived through are now considered history. I hate that. I hate that. I said, "I'll be right back. I got to head over to the fridge." Man first walked on the moon, and I'm like, "Yeah, we uh, we remember." <laughs> Mike, uh, a proud member of the Royal Order of Twenty Firsters. And uh, Winter's just a bit outside Phoenix, writes, I haven't emailed in a while. I've been busy. Yesterday, you again mentioned how the 1991 Halloween blizzard in the Twin Cities melted within a few days. Well, in Duluth, where we got hammered with nearly 40 inches of heavy, wet snow, it lasted all winter. I broke out my trusty old Toro snowblower every time the snow reached a foot deep just to stay ahead of the storm. When it ended late the following day, the temp stayed below freezing, and it all froze solid until spring. The streets all over the city were one or two lanes wide and as rough as a plowed field. Street-side snowbanks were up to five feet tall, blocking all access to sidewalks and parking meters. I was working out of my downtown office at the time, and every day was a horrible commute until April. Worst winter ever in Duluth for me. Nothing like Halloween this year. Thankfully, now back just a bit outside Phoenix. Mike. I do have an answer for Chris. Uh, the high temp on October 29th, 1991, was 65. Okay, well, you were right. I thought so. But then so. It, it cooled off on the 30th to 32, and then the next day, the blizzard hit. So, yeah. Gotcha. Three-day mm. period. I wow. uh, have in my pause here the uh, the Garage Logic book, The Companion Guide to Life in the Radio Town. And uh, I thought I would just review a bit of the chapter oh. on Halloween. Okay. Uh at my place last night, it was just benign as all get out. Really? Maybe 20 kids. Oh, my God. Hmm. South St. Paul was hopping. We had cars going down. Um, we, we, we had a traffic jam. We had no cars. Zero cars? Every kid who wow. came was on foot. And we got a note today in an email that 
Frankie the fireman, or whatever the kid's name was, dressed up as a firefighter. He lost his axe. Oh, no. His fire axe. <laughs> Is it a real one? And we're all on the lookout for it. Okay. No, it was a toy one. Okay, good. And he's despondent that he lost his oh. Well, that's fine. Let's fire track it down for him. I had the, uh, the one neighbor. This was brilliant. He must have had 30 kids with him, right? And he's driving the golf cart. Oh, boy. So in the back, where you'd put tools and whatever, that's where all the kids were dumping the loot. Oh, and so they'd wow. go staring off to the next neighborhood. <laughs> I thought, we walked by, and went, that is genius. That's pretty damn good. My, uh, my uh, gutter worked again this year. Yeah. We, it was initially done due to COVID protocol, yeah. but now kids just love it. It's you traditional. Slide thing down yeah. and boom. You're stingy, right? You give each can- kid one piece? No, we give out like bags of potato chips, or uh, I, I could not find ring pops this year. I offered window service last night. I would intercept a kid walking up to the front door, and I'd knock on the garage window. I'd roll it open. I'd say, I have window service. <laughs> Drive up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was reviewing the chapter on Halloween. Okay. It was one of my favorite chapters to write in the book. And uh, we had a guy named Mr. Farrington in Garage Logic. You know what he gave out? garage wood gave out pieces of wood to the kids and there was a pile of wood but the the uh the brunt of the halloween chapter is that the kids in garage logic they trick or treat in front okay but then they go down the alleys and all the glers have their cylinders on display an old outboard motor Ah. model t ford or whatever so all these cowboys and pirates and hobos and ballerinas they were they were going up and down. They're appreciating down, the cylinders. Going up yeah. and down the alley, and, and then at Farrington's house, they could pick up blocks of wood. Uh, Mister Yu was uh, one of the most terrorizing people <laughs> in the neighborhood because he put on a Frankenstein mask and then drove his uh, Shrine Circus Model T Ford that he barely <laughs> yes. fit in. Yes, and it was a very uh, off-putting sight. It was very, very frightening. And uh, what else did we do? A few residents uh, put up a frightful routine. They had haunted disco music or tape loops of agonized ghosts and cackling witches. Yeah. Uh, Darlene did it right. She Her Halloween was perfect. Every kid would, would take from Darlene's house a lasting impression and serve them just as tastefully as all the hardware they would collect in the alleys. That's the other thing that kids got in the alleys from all the GLers. Yeah. They got hardware. Nuts, uh, bolts, washers, stuff well, like that. You never know when you're going to need it. Yeah, they, well, they loved it. <laughs> Those they kids are it. very, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't be as um, welcoming of that as Darlene the, dressed up as a witch, uh, and she had a cane back chair, and she was stirring a black pot, and uh, kids would approach her with a great deal of trepidation while she was softly humming something to herself. Mm. Uh, but that made it spookier that she was humming some unknown song because she wasn't, she wasn't raspy. Or threatening, okay, and so that that gave the kids a a start, and uh, she pretended not to see the kids when they oh, came. Oh, she pretended when not they to see got the kids. to the front okay. porch. She pretended not to see them, and the kids were clinging to other uh, to each other. And slowly, she turned her head to the door mm. and smiled with blackened teeth, Ooh. nodding Ooh. that they should mm. enter, and nodding that, that they should enter. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a test of courage it was. <laughs> Who would be the first? The three cowboys were weighted down with wheels, nuts, bolts, axles, and washers because they had come fresh from an alley. Right. So you get it, you get the hardware stuff there. She's got junior mints. One of the cowboys whispered. Ooh. Huh? Let's go in. Whispered a second cowboy. 
Darlene played into their trepidation, giving her ladle a little flick so that more smoke from the dry ice made an apparition of goblins on the on the porch. And now these kids are trembling. Yeah. I don't like Junior Mints, the third cowboy said. <laughs> Children, the other two said. Oh, no, they said chicken. Finally, they summoned the courage to open the door. Two cowboys stepped through. They were only inches away from Darlene. Yes. All of you, Darlene whispered, meaning that third chicken. He had to come mm-hmm. through the door. The third cowboy, wincing, squeezed through the door as if opening the door all the way would expose him to unimaginable horrors. Don't you wish this book was still available? Yeah. I wish you'd write another one. <laughs> ah, that's better, Darlene said, stirring the pot so that smoke swirled about her face. Uh, trick, tr- tr- trick or treat, they said. Give me a shot or two, Darlene said. They looked at each other dumbfounded. The cowboys pulled out their cap guns and fired, blew smoke yep. from the barrels, and reholstered. You know what cap ca- caps are, don't you, Darlene said? Yes, we do. Beginner fireworks. <laughs> Very good, cowboys. Very good. Now take some candy and leave me with my brew. She started humming sweetly again as the cowboys raced down the yard to the safety of the street. Two pirates in a cinder- Cinderella were waiting. What she got, the kids said. Junior Mints, the cowboys said, running the hardware jangling in their sacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a hell of a night. That paints a fun picture. Yeah, because... Uh, the alley stuff was was fantastic, and every year in Garage Logic, what's given out in the alley uh, is a tip off to what the kids must build in time for the next Halloween. Uh-huh. And this year it was this year it was a chug. They were getting axles and rubber okay. wheels and washers and scraps of wood from Farrington's garage, and, and they all knew it was a garage. Uh, they all knew the build that they were entrusted with was a chug. Yeah. What's that? A chug. Yeah. It's a chug. Don't you know what a chug is? Car. No. Yeah, you built a, when you were a kid, you built a, a frame with four wheels on it, and you steered it with your feet or clothesline oh, rope. a coaster cart. Oh, yeah, a coaster cart. Ah, I've never heard it called a chug. Yeah, chug. And the only reason I had, Kenny, is because I've heard Joe explain it before, because I asked the same question years ago, because I we had a, did not know what We it was. had a hill, and every kid in town, we, you know, they all had ropes on them would drag those things up the hill and uh, go rocketing down this really sharp hill with a jump on it. And, uh, yeah, they'd all get wrecked by the end of the day. Uh, One question about last night. I'm wondering if Joe Suchere wore his Joe Suchere costume. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, I saw that on Twitter. Um, Shout out to – well, because – a lot of GLers were congratulating me. Somebody I not, could buy a fake mirror. I had nothing to do with it. That was our guy Jeremy behind the scenes that did it. Yeah. And he sent it to me and said, "Is Joe going to get mad?" And my response was, "Who gives a damn? Post <laughs> or, it, or let's hope so." <laughs> right. No, it was absolutely brilliant. Was that something you could actually buy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a. It was. Uh, I need a pill, John. It was a lark. Give me one of your pills. <laughs> it was a lark. Uh, our guy behind the scenes, wow. Jeremy, who was a P1 Garage Logic fan, said, "I'm going to post this." You know, and I thought, "Absolutely, go right ahead." The the bit was, Joe, as I explained yesterday. There's all these spirit Halloween costumes where okay, people what are does having spirit. Mean it's a brand. Well, a so store. you could buy this. No, no, this was just a bit. John. 
This was a bit oh. with your photo. Well, the reason I ask yeah, is I go, saw Kevin. one in, in Seattle on Twitter where it was a Seattle a reporter for the Seattle Times, and the guy was blind and had a walking stick, right. and he couldn't hear. In other words, the poor reporting. Correct. Get it? Yeah. yeah. See yeah. how that works? See, people were having fun with these, Joe, I think you love social media. The mm-hmm. only thing that yeah. was missing, it was pointed out to me, was the uh, toothpaste stain on the shirt. Uh, yeah, that was a good shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, right there. And as right a matter there, of fact, exactly. I was at one point monitoring the comments on this because the comments were hysterical, uh, especially on the Facebook page. So I'm going to have to go back and see if we have any updates with that. I, you missed on your Halloween walk, your alley walk, you did leave out one very important... Um, well, I didn't read the whole chapter. No, I know, but you did leave something out, those advanced garage logicians that really were just out for the candy, walking down the alley saying, nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts, we got screwed. True. Uh, See, you went, you went trick or treating at the front door for the can. Right, right, and then the, you go to the back door for the goods. Yeah, that spirit. didn't sound right. Uh, You're getting a lot of Jack Nicholson comparisons. Oh yeah, on the uh, on the costume. Really, yeah. I had some Here. Halloween uh, emails. Oh, Bert wants to know what I want to know about Halloween is if any of the kids you used to have got a bottle of Canadian Club during their respective excursions. <laughs> Nope. Then he notes, Paul Pelosi was bonked on the head by an intruder. That's horrible, and I hope he gets better. Welcome to the world. Next. That's yeah, kind of my okay. attitude about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tom responded to the costume photo. Kit does not include ability to remove snow from end of driveway, ice dams from roof, burn sawdust in a fireplace, or rust in a motorcycle <laughs> gas tank. That's right. Copy that. That's right. Uh-huh. Katie writes... While out with a friend last night, we began chatting. When did she write? To, oh, last night on Halloween. While out with a friend last night, we began chatting with the table next to us. Apparently, I used a GL word or phrase, and the gal said, you're a GLer. With a big smile on her face, I said, you bet. From the very beginning, she said, me too, which led me to many laughs as we traveled down the GL memory lane on the service road of life. What struck me was the instant connection and camaraderie with a total stranger. What a delightful contrast to the current divisiveness we live in these days, thanks to you and the guys for all the laughs and for all the pushing back. Katie, she's a town council member. Oh, that was nice. Thank you, Katie. And I'm going to issue a, a, a... uh, a, a, is it proactive? Because that's for horn. Hold on, I gotta hit this. No, right I didn't say I was gonna. Pre- preemptive. Preemptive. That's preemptive. the word I want. There you go. That was a proactive. I'm horn. issuing a preemptive apology <laughs> to town council members. Why is that? Because uh, I've been asked to sign their certificates of membership. Do you know what the definition of irony is, fellas? <laughs> Yesterday, what, what well, happened? Joe what had asked aloud. How come this stuff isn't getting sent out to the GLers? And then I didn't want to say this on the show, but when we concluded the show, all the things being sent out are on his desk because he has yet to sign them. <laughs> well, well, there are certificates of membership in the town council, and I am to sign them, which I'm I'm grateful to do. But uh, you can tell by my signature where where your certificate ranked in in the signing. <laughs> 
Because it's almost like yeah. trying to make Number three. one, pristine. The guy, the guy who's going to get the first one, you can you can read my name. Real nice signature. And the second and third ones, you can read my name. Harmon Clayton Killebrew. And then it just falls off the cliff. And and it's all I can do to lift the pen to the paper. The last. And scrawl a straight line across that might have a J in it. A J and a line. It has That's a J and a line. And I'm issuing that preemptive apology. I was um, shocked to discover, I, I found in my junk items file in my email, there's an email blast every day from you, Such. Yeah. And you send one out on the weekends, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, well that's pretty cool. It's a deal, isn't it? For some reason, it goes right into my junk file, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you know, a lot of people are like that. Back to the fake mayor costume from John, not pictured, stack of printed emails on reused paper. You like Pardon to do me? that? Oh, yes. Yeah, you like to do that. They're so, on, you know, those things are on used paper? Your emails, typically. Oh, not the certificates. Right. No. No, <laughs> no we spared no expense for They're those. They're on a heavier stock of paper. They're a very nice certificate. It's a nice one. And I, I uh, man, if you're like the 800th person that gets a, uh, a signature, you, you might as well just look at it as an ink blot. Did someone's dog <laughs> sign this? And wonder what the hell happened. Drag right. the pen across it Get with yourself a, a rubber stamp. Confused in Gumption County, Brant writes, regarding quitting Twitter, it sounds like you don't like what another person posted on Twitter, so you've decided to cancel Twitter. Does that mean you prefer a censored and often biased virtual Ooh. town hall? I'm not following your logic. When do I see... When I... When I do see something I don't like, I scroll past it or block. Good luck, Brant. Well, Brant, you you are applying logic to a situation where it was not called for. You've completely misunderstood my distaste of Twitter. I don't give a bleep what people put on there. That's not why I don't. I just don't want to be a part of that world. I don't. I'm not censoring anybody. Put on there what you have to put on right. there, but I'm I'm going to rise uh, beyond that. I don't, I want nothing to do with it. Here, here, and and you people tell me I have to because of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Here, here. So far, ninety nine and nine tenths percent of anything I've tweeted has been about the show. Right. But you're uh, branch barking up the wrong tree to think I'm trying to cancel something. Or except when you from time to time. You, you remind me of uh, Matthew's dad, Bob. Um, you'll use Twitter to send a personal message to, like, say, Roycey, but you don't actually tag Roycey. Right. So right. it's just, hey, Pat, do you remember when blah, 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 blah? Or who has the best coffee out there? And it's just sent to his three friends that he has, not uh, all across the Twitter nation. Uh, well, maybe that's a point in my favor for staying off it because I don't know how to do that. Charmingly naive. Yeah. Charmingly naive. Uh, don't it's be evil. Naive. It's really evil, and uh, I can't believe I'm as ensconced in it as I am. Uh, I'll be glad to, uh, that all came up in the discussion of Paul Pelosi. Uh, I'll be glad to give that another two minutes when we come back. Okay. Uh, but don't be naive about your estate planning. That's what you need to do to keep your affairs out of the hands of the government, the courts, and the authorities. You need to contact Eckberg Lammers Law Firm. They've been doing estate plans and wills for more than 70 years. They'll help you pass on <coughs> cabins and vacation properties, any family problem, they're a good outfit to call, but particularly these estate plans. 
Uh, you want, you know, we're all going to die. That's unfortunate. And when you do, you got stuff. And you want your stuff handled smoothly. You want it to go to such and such. You want these kids to not have a hassle. They take care of all that so that when you die, you have an attorney and you say, here's my piece of paper. Now go away, Let's courts. Go. And the courts go away. <coughs> Bless Excuse you. Me. Bless yeah. you. Ooh. Excuse me. Some of us are going to die sooner than others. And if you don't have a plan in place, <laughs> the courts will decide for you. The estate planning team at Eckberg Lammers can help you make sure the estate transitions smoothly. And don't be afraid of the word estate. It doesn't make any difference if you got 500 bucks or $500 million. You want the courts out of it. That's your stuff. Yep. And they'll, uh, they'll take care of it the way you want. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers at 651 651- Four three nine two eight seven eight, or visit Eckberg Lammers at eckberglammers.com slash will. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. It's not the 7th of November, it's the 1st of November. Is that a song? Should be. Uh, anyway, the 7th of November is when the annual Franklinstein sales <laughs> event at Maple Grove Lock and Safe Hands. You'll get monstrous savings. Oh, no. Jesus. No. <laughs> Until the 7th of November <laughs> on uh, three of them, the Franklin 23, the 40, and the 50. Liberty safes, of course, transferable lifetime Yesterday warranties made right here in the United States of America. The best built safes in the whole wide world. Rich, uh, turn his mic off. Rich, he's the owner. He, this is his time, Joe. Uh, he owns MGLS. He's got a phone number. He wants you to use it, 763-494-9075. Ask him about the Franklin Safe sale. Um, pick yours out, then get up there. Or you know what? Go to the website first. Check them out on the website, maplegrovelogandsafe.com. Then go to the brick-and-mortar joint. You'll pick up that Franklin Safe there or... If you're an adult, you'll have it delivered and set up. Anyway, there's 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, and it's the Franklin Safe's 23, 40, and 50 on sale through the 7th at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I had another thought about the Paul Pelosi case. Oh, good. I didn't. I read a long, long piece about it today that I thought was fairly thorough, uh, Los Angeles Times. And the behavior, uh, the, the sequence of events lead one 
could lead one to have questions. But what occurred to me is the sequence, the sequence of events describe exactly what it must have been like to be in the presence of a complete lunatic. Hmm. In other words, lunatics don't make sense. So there's much in the story where you could say to yourself, this doesn't make sense. For example, why did Pelosi and the lunatic each have a hammer in their hand? Uh, Joe, yeah. Joe, in rereading this, I think if you reread it, yeah. there was one... This is one... the same Times piece that uh, I Yes, read. There's, yeah. there's one hammer. Okay, one hammer. Okay, so he walked him downstairs holding the hammer on him like a gun when the police knocked. I got you, okay. And then, I and thought then they each had a hammer. Nope, and then when they were going to open the door, they both were grappling, shall we say, and had hands on the hammer. I see. And the uh, DePape apparently is the one who came away with the hammer and said, you're not taking me to the police and started beating Pelosi over the head with then that I, one Then hammer. I don't even have any arcane questions left if there was one hammer. But but in other words, people are saying, well, how do you get into the thing and make a call? And how? Because he was dealing with a crazy person. And all kinds of weird stuff can happen. I and would imagine, didn't, John, didn't you were we were talking about this? We were having were a we? very gentle conversation about this <laughs> off the air before we signed up with the town council. Uh-huh. And you were saying um, there's multiple accounts, including AP, that say the glass was actually broken yes, in the I back. Did read that. And, yes. right. and if well, did you guys read the charging papers yesterday? Yes. The glass was broken. Right? Yes. That's how he okay. got in. And I, and I was basing my assumption that it wasn't broken on a photograph that did not clearly enough show me the broken glass. Well, the guy when I, busted I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth here, fellas. I listened last night. You were driving the truth me nuts is because here, I, the truth is I had here. read stories that he broke the back window. So I went back last night and looked. I found an AP story, a new, or an NBC News story. Both from Friday and Saturday, it said yes, he had broken yep. in a back window. Absolutely. So, this is why yeah. it would be helpful if you were here on Mondays and Fridays. We well, we, we lean you know, on you kind of heavily. Talk to, talk to the authorities. Why don't I do that, John? Pardon would me. That, why don't I talk to the authorities? If if you'd like. I, yeah, I think I would. Kind of busy though, Mondays. Friday. That's too bad. Uh, no, I think it would, club. it would be uh, a lot easier. On, uh, so anyway, you know, it's America. People get hit with a head, hit in the head with a hammer every day. That's not acceptable. That's the way we are. That's we just. just uh, I do not. I don't accept that. There no. are those of us who will get hit in the head with a hammer and. Uh, Every day you wake oh, up, maybe say, today's my day. Hurt? And they stop hitting yourself with a hammer. <laughs> so there the, you have The it. one thing about this story, though, is each side likes to grab hold of this, no matter what the story is, no matter who it involves, and it instantly has to become politicized. Right away. Right away. And even after Joe's rule of, what, 72 hours after mm-hmm. a story like this, because this took place on Friday, and then it turns into thoughts and prayers, and it turns into finger-pointing, then it turns into mudsling, and then... It's the same cycle all over again. May I address that? Sure. I if wish one, you would. If one side sure. is creating false facts about the story, mm-hmm. then shouldn't that side be called on that? Yeah. Sure. Well. Sure. John, yeah, but which, I, I side, my, which side was I, doing that? I huh? admit my guilt in that part of the conversation. <laughs> my point okay. is. I don't and care if Paul Pelosi got it's hit with a, a hammer. Burden but I carry, and I point, know Chris. I'm probably might be correct the whole time when I say the Star Tribune is slanted left. 
the the point is if somebody's making things Ding. up and causing everybody else to go crazy because of that then there's an issue which one side has been doing for a while now and i know yeah. thank just send all your uh, notes to chris reavers not me no you, but you're so right john because that's why we can never ever meet in the center again those days oh, are gone. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah, we, yeah, we just can't. We're, yeah, I, and stuff like this makes me realize, yeah, we're just, we're screwed. We're doing yeah. There's no way on earth no, this ever works again. The Cincinnati, the World Series got rained out. The Cincinnati-Cleveland football game oh, held little interest for me. It wasn't a very good game. And so I clicked over, and sure enough, I caught a little bit of Ancient Aliens, which I just <laughs> love. And you know what? The moon might ah. be hollow. What? Huh? Yep, the moon might be hollow. What is it a mean? base of operations? Could have oh. been a uh, uh, a extraterrestrial made satellite to place in the Earth's orbit. I don't know why they would have done us that favor. But here's the the true part of why it might be hollow. Uh, when the uh, astronauts uh, let their uh, capsules crash onto the surface of the moon, yep, mm-hmm. they had they had those seismographs going. Those yeah, the moon rang. It, like a bell. What? It rang like what? a bell. Really? Like as though it was hollow. As though it was playing a guitar. Yeah. Could have been on the dark side of the moon. So I was going to say there's a door on the dark side there's of the moon. There's a door there, on the dark side. The aliens but live inside. Isn't there. that something that the moon might be hollow? Huh. I don't. And the other thing that confounds your uh, these fruitcakes on ancient aliens, which is just fun as hell... <laughs> Uh, why are all the, uh, I wanted to call them divots. They're not divots. Uh, craters, the craters, they're all about the same size. In other Mm. words, the, uh, some of the experts said, shouldn't some of those craters be deeper than other craters, depending on the size of the object that struck the moon? You think? Yeah. You think? You think? think Uh, You know, with my... Spotting scope that I just use to look at deer in my living room. Yeah, you can see the craters yeah. on the moon. It's yeah. really cool. And they're all about the same size. That's the moon's hollow, and it's but got a thing. Doesn't the moon have a core like the Earth has a core? Well, you'd think so, Matt. I mean, that's my. Ain't no volcanoes on the moon, is there? Well, that's there ain't true. nothing did, down there to rumble, is there? Did, Matt? did we You're dig it all in the moon when we went up there? Did we drill it all or dig? You know, we just to drill. see. We didn't. Uh, I don't think we drill, drill baby. Maybe, drill. Maybe just a foot or two, I suppose. Huh? Not not very deep. Huh? I'm going to. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that the moon might be hollow. Well, I'm. <laughs> I'm. I have no idea. Of so knowing. you could hollow at the moon. Hollow at the moon. Who's your favorite <laughs> guy on Ancient Aliens? Mine is the guy with the crazy, crazy hair. Yeah, that's kind of their lead guy. I like the Japanese guy with the white long hair. Uh, yeah, Mr. yeah. Mr. Miyamoto or something. And Mr. maybe, it, is it this show or a different show? There's a trans person on there. Oh, I didn't notice that. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's not Aliens. That might be something else. But uh, Maybe you're she, watching something else. She's, uh, she's an interesting character. Right. You know what's on tonight? Um, it's Tuesday. Wild, Tuesday. World Series. Wild, wild oh. host Halloween, uh, the Wild Host Montreal. Yep. And you've got a World Series game. Uh, we're getting really close to the deba- uh, debut of the uh, 
um, Curse of Oak Island. Isn't that coming? Well, I don't want that soon? nonsense. Say, uh, yeah, is that where they're trying to find the money? I have standards. Give me some Mars aliens. people, okay? <laughs> is that where they're trying to find the money that's been hidden? Yeah, it's in Nova uh, Scotia or something. It's hmm. the Holy Grail, dum dum. Yeah. Come on. Hey, I'm often a critic. <laughs> not often. I'm always a critic of Mayor Melvin Carter. But I wish to say that I'm terribly pleased, impressed, yeah. and surprised at who he has announced as his choice for police chief. So I say to Melvin, thank you. He didn't go outside the department, no. keeping that long tradition intact. Yep. He didn't go for the choice all the woke people were betting on, some woman Ph.D. in Philadelphia, you know, public safety yeah. from Philadelphia. He went with a local guy named Axel Henry. And I couldn't be uh, I couldn't be more uh, pleased. Uh, I think Henry's a uh, I think he's the real deal. Mm -hmm. uh, Does this tell you that Melvin realizes that we have a crime issue? I I, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. That's what I read into it anyway. As a um, person who was born, raised, and lives in St. Paul, this city means far more to me than simply a place where I work. Henry wrote in applying for the job, I am seeking to serve as this city's new police chief, not because I want the rank or title, but because I want to serve at the highest level for St. Paul. I don't want to be a chief. I want to be the St. Paul police chief. And I have no reason to believe he's not entirely serious in those remarks. Uh, I'll give you my analogy. I met him once, uh, shook his hand, shot the breeze with him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And for him, who has been a commander, head of drug units, head of this, head of that, financial, it was under very humbling circumstances. He was doing a safety patrol of a building oh, wow. that the owners of the building had been received. Uh, the owners of the place had been uh, having some trouble, and uh, uh, cops were on rotation. The place was paying them. <clears throat> You know, will you guys watch out right, for us? Right. And, and he struck me as if he was a restaurant owner, he'd bust dishes. Hmm. That's what I came up with. Puts okay. his money where his mouth is. Yep. And also, won't, won't that lessen the, the amount of the learning curve that's going to be involved? I mean, Absolutely. he basically knows every nook and cranny of the city. Absolutely. Am I the only one um, amused by the fact that we've gone from Todd Axtell to a guy named Axel? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? That's, is that just me? I just love a guy named Axel. Yeah. You me got too. a guy named me Axel too. as a police chief. It'd be great if his name was Don't Foley. Don't you go there. It would be great if his name was Foley, though. <laughs> Dearborn hijacking. Right. And apparently, uh, and I I've just know very little about her, but apparently Axel's wife is a firebrand. She's huh. uh, very active in the... Uh, in the community, I guess I could be foghorn. I get you for that. I don't know her. I've never met her, but I'm told by other people uh, that she'd be worth getting to know. She's an interesting uh, woman. And what uh, community? The British car community. St. Paul. The... There's just public safety and what have you. Oh, all right. British car community. Well, I mean, community. of which I'm a member. I'm yeah. sure you are. Yeah. And one guy came up the driveway last night and said, get an American car, you commie. <laughs> so uh, congratulations to the yeah. city of St. Paul. I think, this is, uh, I think this is bright, bright news. Uh, he started as a Roseville cop 
1995, he came to St. Paul in 1998. He was a patrol copper from 98 to 06, then a sergeant in investigations and patrol until 2010. His assignments that followed included, including overseeing the police department's Eastern District, the Family and Sexual Violence Unit. He has a master's degree in educational leadership and administration from the University of St. Thomas. Uh, and he believes that uh, addressing violence is the immediate challenge that must be addressed without delay. Okay. Hit the ground running. Let's mm -hmm. go. So I, I just think uh, I think cops will want to work for him. Mm -hmm. I, I think recruiting will improve. Uh, I hope so. I, I got other people I want to call and talk to them, them about uh, Axel Henry, but I haven't heard a bad word. Well, I have no why idea. don't we just go right to him and have him on? Axel? Yeah. Yeah, well, the city council has to approve it first. Yeah, He's screw them. Let's have him on anyway. <laughs> there were 18 candidates. He doesn't want to jinx it. Qualifications. Well, I know that uh, several members of the St. Paul police force that I know were just strictly hoping that Mayor Carter would hire within and not go outside. There's one time I've, they didn't hire from within, and I believe that was 1934. And this goes back to prior to statehood. Okay. It's always been from within. Well, and I, my theory is that should have been in Minneapolis as well. Has your smart lip ever got you cuffed by a St. Paul officer? Because I've <laughs> I've witnessed some of these um, interchange or change. What is he talking about? Kind of, he, uh, Joe, when uh, Matthew comes across a St. Paul police officer. He just starts in on him. I yeah. mean, he is well, you're talking mean. about Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. Oh. No, no, you're a gentleman. My, at usually, all my times, icebreaker is: Do you know where I can find any gay cops? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, and wow. that, that gets their attention right away. I wasn't. I actually wasn't going to say that, but uh, <laughs> since since you did, that's since what I was referring icebreaker. to. <laughs> oh, they usually have some pretty good leads too. So they, the, co the coppers. <laughs> One of the funniest favors the cops ever did for me. I'm not saying I'm not saying they ever absolved me from uh, trouble. Right, if I was right. getting a ticket, I was getting a ticket. But one of the funniest favors they ever did for me was when the Republican National Convention was here. Mm -hmm. I might have had a few. Uh, you know, I I went <laughs> down the there celebrating. Me. I was it was you know, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. And I start, <laughs> started marching down Seventh Street. Oh. With with the protesters, it looked like all hell was going to break loose. Oh, and a few of the fellas said, "Hey, moron, why don't you uh, come over here? Come over here. Stand by us. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody with a, Such, Do you remember you made me go down there that day? Oh, it I was, think so. It was um, wasn't it Labor Day? Yeah, it was right around Labor Day. Yes, and it was a scheduled day off. Two thousand eight. Oh I was so angry at you. And you made me go down there, and uh, Coles, Jay Coles was down there, and a, a few GLers, and we were standing on a corner talking, and one of these guys in a suit coat with a microphone on his mm -hmm, lapel mm -hmm. came up to me, called me by name, and said, you guys should move a couple yep. of blocks yeah, that way because uh, the bad stuff is coming your way. And <laughs> right. we're like, yes, sir. Yes. The uh, 2008 <laughs> Republican that. National Convention took place at the XL Energy Center from September 1st through September 4th of 2008. Right, right. That might have encompassed labor. Oh, I was just enraged at you, Joe. Yeah. The gall of making me work on a holiday. Oh, isn't that something? <laughs> Name me a holiday I haven't worked on. Work is an Christmas. Oh, I have. 
<laughs> I have plenty. Flag day. Plenty. Okay. You no, know, his worry was he's always gonna he was gonna be stuck in a uh, Indianapolis uh, no, it airport. No, wasn't Indianapolis. Where was it? Somewhere in Ohio. Cleveland. Um, uh, it wasn't Dayton. Cincinnati. Toledo. Toledo. Oh, yeah. Toledo. On Christmas And Eve. why? There was no pro sports there. Why was it Toledo? I have, I envision a like bad a lounge act and a Holiday Inn with Christmas carols. <laughs> yes. Congratulations, Melvin. I, I, yeah, it's a uh, good choice. That seems a sincere choice on your part. And uh, congratulations to uh, Axel Henry. I think this can only mean... This can only mean good things for the city of St. Paul. You know what else can be good things for the city of St. Paul? Upgrade your water. I got to tell you, um, gentlemen, I was a big fan of Hofferman Water and Connecticut's water treatment systems when I just had the water softener. I think I might like the drinking water system even more. Really? That's mm. how great my... Can you tell mm. if the water you're drinking is soft? Yes, absolutely. I, I there is a difference. To tell. It's well, like the Paul, osmosis and like it's the... Uh, silky. It's so smooth. Silky. Kenny's 100% right. But I do. I had my drinking water system installed uh, a month ago, maybe even more than a month ago. I haven't bought a bottled water since. I refuse. I'm only drinking my water. I think that's fantastic. From my home. Yeah. Hofferman Water are proud supporters of the Garage Logic podcast, and you can be proud supporters of Hofferman Water and Kinetical Water Treatment Systems. That includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and like I mentioned, drinking water systems. And that's because a new system from Kinetico can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, it's going to protect your appliances, but it's going to make your showers better, your laundry better, and of course your drinking water. So please get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water. I have been a proud customer of Kinetico for years, and I know that you will be too. 952 894 4040. That's their phone number, 952-894-4040. Or just go to their website and you can see everything that they have to offer at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them on the Garage Logic Podcast. All right, it is definitely. Definitely the season to hang up Christmas lights, Kenneth Allen Olson. It is that season. You know what? Last night's festivities at Halloween, people did a lot of their own lights. And you know what? Let's face it. If you do your own lights, they're not going to be professional. Why don't you get in touch with Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services? Yes, I've been talking about your gutters and the window cleaning, etc. But uh, when winter hits and the cold temperatures, it's pretty not. It's not a great idea to get your windows done. Save that for the spring. Right now, get your gutters all cleaned out, and then also have double book them. Have them hang your holiday lights. Yes, I don't care whether they're. Uh, um, yeah, uh, what's the uh, Jewish holiday? I, why am I Hanukkah? Hanukkah. If they're Hanukkah lights, if they're Christmas lights, whatever the case may be. Just get in touch with Kahuna because they will professionally put those lights up for you. You won't have to get on the ladder. And that second floor, yeah, that's up way higher than you want to be. If you're a little unsteady like I am on a ladder, get in touch with Kahuna. They will professionally put up those lights. They will look perfect. And you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Uh, I'll give you their phone number right now. Let them know you're a GL or they'll waive the trip charge. 612-888-5248. 612-888-5248. Or go to kahunawindowcleaning.com to book those holiday lights. And let's face it, it's November 1st, so uh, schedule's going to fill up really, really fast. So get in touch with them today and get on their schedule. 612-888-5248. kahunawindowcleaning.com. Thanks for telling me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe this is Rockford like too. Bless you. Goodness. He's running down an alley. He's got his gun out. Yep. And his hammer. Yep. Oh, I love Somebody that. talk. Oh, it's John Heights News. There we go. Oh, well, thank you, Joe. Uh, this news is brought to you by the Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater at Rivertown. They specialize in regenerative medicine and regenerative cell therapy with state-of-the-art technology. As Dr. Dan likes to say there, they are Stillwater's best-kept secret. If you have the pain, the numbness, the tingling in your hands that peripheral neuropathy brings, you know the problems that can cause you. And your doctor may have told you there's nothing you can do about it. Well, Rivertown Medical Center can help with a new treatment method that can provide relief from neuropathy as long as you haven't sustained at least 85% of the nerve damage that's caused by lack of blood flow to the nerves. If you'd like to find out more, and you can also get a free neuropathy scan, you can join Dr. Dan this Saturday for a free one-hour seminar up in my neck of the woods this weekend, 10 a.m. Saturday at the Wingate by Wyndham, 3420 Northdale Boulevard North in Coon Rapids. Call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number, and you'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Again, it's this Saturday, 10 o'clock. Wingate by Wyndham, 3420 North there, Boulevard, Coon Rapids, 651-661-4311. Leave your name and a cell number, Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater. In the news, uh, as Joe said, St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter announcing his pick this morning for police chief. It's Axel Henry, commander of the St. Paul Narcotics, Financial Intelligence, and Human Trafficking Divisions. He's his choice to succeed Todd Axtell, who retired in June. Uh, this will still have to be approved by the city council. The new chief will be paid 130 to 182 grand per year, depending on experience and qualifications. It would be a six-year term. Henry is 54 years old, grew up in St. Paul, where he attended public schools, earned degrees from the University of St. Thomas. I want to know what high school he went to. Hmm. And your, okay. The bio information you found does not have that? No, it just says uh, public schools huh. in St. Paul. All That's right. all I uh, found in several stories. Minneapolis city officials say new law enforcement initiatives appear to be working. Gun violence in Minneapolis down over the past month compared to the same period in recent years, but still there. From September 24th to October 29th, Minneapolis received 739 gun-related calls for service. That is a 30% decrease from the same time frame last year. Reported gunshot wounds fell 29% from 49 to 35, and the city saw 28 carjackings in the month compared with last year's 79. They did hold a news conference yesterday, uh, calling it early evidence that a new partnership between police, prosecutors, and violence prevention teams is working. The effort is dubbed Operation Endeavor. It's the latest attempt by law enforcement leaders and elected officials to show that they have a handle on violent crime in Minneapolis, the issue that's become central to the upcoming midterm elections. Sherburne County Commissioner Tim Dolan faces charges of interference with privacy and stalking, according to court records. Hmm. Uh, Dolan has been charged with one count of felony stalking and five counts gross misdemeanors interference with privacy. The complaint says that in May of this year, Dolan suffered a medical emergency and had to turn access to his work phone and computer over to the victim who was in a relationship with him at the time. The complaint states he did this so the victim could help continue his work operations. 
While using the phone, the complaint says several images and videos of the victim were found that were taken without the victim's consent. The complaint says a lot of images and videos of the victim were taken while she was in the bathroom, either changing clothes or in a bathtub or shower without her knowledge. Huh. Uh, Dolan is the subject of a separate ongoing investigation related to hundreds of thousands of dollars taken from his employer, according to the complaint. The complaint also alleges Dolan violated a restraining order against the victim by sending her text messages and through social media postings that caused the victim to feel terrorized. Newly obtained court documents say that the former chief public defender for Hennepin County was arrested on DWI charges the same weekend of his sudden resignation. Cassius Benson was pulled over in Wyzetta around 2.15 in the morning on October 15th. According to the citation filed earlier this month, a police officer noted Benson's eyes were bloodshot and watery. He had a blood alcohol content of 0.13. Reached by text, Benson uh, told our friends at 5 Eyewitness News that, quote, my decision to resign was a difficult one. Ultimately, I chose to resign for personal reasons that had the potential to cause a distraction to the great work being done at the public defender's office. In a civil petition filed last week, Benson alleges the officer did not have reasonable suspicion, a reasonable suspicion to stop and arrest him. He was also cited, by the way, for driving the wrong way down a one-way street. You know, we uh, were all aware of the uh, disturbances outside the gay 90s. Mm -hmm. yeah. Virtually every Saturday night, fights, gunshots, the whole deal. Yep. Why isn't Keith Ellison clamped down on the gay 90s like he did at Winter Gas Station and Merlin Liquors? Great point. You're right. Where is he? Because he's blaming the businesses for everything else. Yeah. Why isn't he you know? uh, telling the gay 90s they got to have their own security forces? Well, the problem is they do, but they're so overwhelmed. You know, they do yeah. have their own security, but there's just... Wait, you know what? That's an interesting... That's a political move, Joe. Yeah. Because I think a lot of his voters are going to the gay 90s. Are they not? I have no idea, but wouldn't you think a lot of his voters also go to Merwin Liquor and Winter Gas Station? Probably. But he's blaming those businesses. He is not blaming Hennepin Avenue. Hmm. John, do you have a guy in your newscast named Eric Bakke of Princeton? I do not. Well, it's the damnedest thing. It's a story dated yesterday. Mm -hmm. I double-checked it 100 times. It's dated yesterday, October 31st, 2022, an NPR uh, piece okay. about a guy who has caught the, the Minnesota new record muskie. Really? He caught it on Mille Lacs. It's uh, 57, I'm sorry, it's 58 and a quarter inches long, up an inch from the previous record. Well, he caught it June 11th. Hmm. Why is this today? Uh, why? And there's nothing in the story that explains why we're only hearing about it now. I wanted to give the guy a big shout out, but now I'm, I'm inclined not to. Yeah, why are I'd we like to know why this didn't, didn't we hear about this in June? Maybe because it wasn't certified until that's, yeah, by the that's DNR. What I'm that's what I'm seeing right now. Just yesterday. Mm -hmm. oh. So blame the DNR. Never mind. Why would it take them yeah. so long, Ken? He took a picture of it and measured it, and then he released it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, okay, hmm. maybe that's why it just finally got certified. A Minnesota as a world record. Uh, yeah, a Minnesota government a Minnesota office. Um, it's funny, if you owe them 10 cents, though, they're always right there to remind you what an evil citizen you are. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, congratulations there, buddy. That's a hell yeah, of a congratulations fish. to Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some sad news from the uh, NFL world. Oh. Adam Zimmer, the son of former Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer, has died. He was 38 years old. Zimmer was an offensive analyst this season for the Bengals after serving as co-defensive coordinator for the Vikings. His sister posted about her brother's death yesterday, and uh, both the Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals released statements this morning. No cause of death has been announced. Adam Zimmer was 38 years old. Hmm. The man accused, well, that's Pelosi's story. We'll skip that one. Thank you. We'll skip that one because I took a few shots at Chris and Rookie in that one. So, <laughs> Jewish leaders raising alarms Monday about anti-Semitism they say is increasingly normalized in American politics after a series of comments from associates or supporters of GOP candidates and growing calls for them to firmly reject such rhetoric. Uh, one has, in Nevada, the campaign of GOP Senate nominee Adam Laxalt yesterday denounced anti-Semitic tweets linked to a recently fired staffer of Black Salts who said Jews are part of a cult rather than a religion. In Georgia, though, Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker did not publicly reject a show of support from Yee. He, of course, is a Kanye West. Yee, that's his, his new name, apparently. Uh, he has made a slew of comments attacking Jewish people in recent weeks, and Washer, uh, Walker excuse me, has not rejected his support. Democratic-aligned Jewish groups also on Monday criticized Mehmet Oz, the Senate candidate in Pennsylvania, for planning to appear at a rally this weekend with GOP gubernatorial nominee Doug Mastriano. Mastriano has unsettled Jewish Democrats and Republicans alike with ties and comments about his Jewish opponent, Josh Shapiro. Republican candidate's wife asserted over the weekend that she and her husband, quote, probably love Israel more than a lot of Jews do. Chief Justice John Roberts today put a temporary hold on the handover of former President Trump's tax returns to a congressional committee. Roberts' order gives the Supreme Court time to weigh the legal issues on Trump's emergency appeal to the high court. It was filed yesterday by the former president. Without court intervention, the tax returns could have been provided as early as Thursday by the Treasury Department to the Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee. Roberts gave the committee until November 10th to respond. The Chief Justice handles emergency appeals from Washington, D.C., where the fight over Trump's taxes has been going since 2019. Uh, and it will never end. Was Roberts, Roberts wasn't a Trump appointee, was he? No, he's been there. What, he's an since, Obama appointee, isn't he? Uh, I was thinking Or maybe Bush, W. Actually. Yeah. Maybe I, W. I, I, I'm not going to swear to that, but right. I think so. Uh, in other Supreme Court news, the Supreme Court let stand a ruling that said the TSA can require airline passengers to wear masks. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit ruling said TCA has broad authority to maintain security and safety during national emergencies. The Supreme Court agreed the order is a defeat for Jonathan Corbett, a California lawyer and self-described frequent flyer who sued to challenge the mask mandate. And the survival of affirmative action in higher education appears to be in trouble at the Supreme Court. After hours of debate yesterday, the court is weighing challenges to admissions programs at the University of North Carolina and Harvard that use race, among other factors, in seeking a diverse student body. Um, from social media, which I know you love, Joe. Taking half of my kids' Halloween candy to let them know how government works. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. 2003 suits George W. w. Bush. Yeah. W. Appointee. Yep. Right? The uh, is the sun reliable? Sometimes, right? Isn't the that the sun? way the sun works? Yeah. You mean the, our heater? No, no. no. The, the no. newspaper oh, the, in the Great sun. Britain. Great Britain. Oh, uh, hell no. 
No? Okay, well, I, I, I think we probably all want this story it's to be fun. true. It's fun, but I don't know that I'd use reliable. Okay, well, uh, this story, and I, this is going to sound horrible. I'm, I'm sure a lot of us want it to be true, though. Leaked spy documents, according to The Sun, appear to confirm that Vladimir Putin does have early-stage Parkinson's disease and pancreatic cancer. 70-year-old Russian tyrant's health has long been the source of speculation. Rumors of the president's ill health have been swirling for years, and he's believed to be followed by a team of doctors who carefully monitor his health. There have been Western claims about Putin's health, notably from uh, Sir Richard Dearlove, who works for intelligence in Great Britain. Is that a job you want? You want to be Putin's uh, doctor? right? I I don't think I'd want that gig. I would I call love. this story reliable. Uh, as long as it's Putin, you might as well just be reliable. Sure. Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, he was recently pictured with suspected track marks from IV treatment on the back of his hand, and rumors say he has cancer and crippling pain. In emails now seen by The Sun online, a Russian intelligence source close to the Kremlin appeared to confirm Putin has been diagnosed with early-stage Parkinson's and pancreatic cancer uh, a very sensitive question about this and if you don't want to answer i understand but where should one stand on this issue with regards to your religious upbringing and the church <laughs> because i would my initial reaction would be to pray that he has cancer and that it calls him it kills him soon oh my reaction is he's not in enough pain yeah. Right, but that kind of goes against everything. I don't care. I, this guy is the devil on earth. Get rid of him. He's a bad guy. I, does I it, think if we took a vote, we'd agree on that. Does it, uh, will the Pope stand behind that? I don't know. He's a Marxist. He might He might be a Putin fan, for all I know. Jeez. Wow. 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 Yeah, that was, that was... I did not ooh, expect yikes. that answer. We've had a little harsh. We've had better Popes, all right? Oh. Okay, yeah. all right. The Pope um, is infallible in the eyes of religion. Only, uh, only in theology, not, theology, not yes. when it comes to Putin. Okay, moving right along. Yeah, well, Popes, Popes are infallible on dogma. They're not infallible on, on, if they yes, tell you the Yankees won. You well, know. exactly. Yeah. In religious yeah. aspects, they, they're infallible. Well, wouldn't you already know if no. the Yankees won? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't dogma a, a movie? I have no idea. Silent Bob. George, uh, George Carlin. Played, yeah. George Carlin played a cardinal, I believe, in that movie, if I recall correctly. Yeah, Jay and Silent uh, Bob are in that. No Powerball winner last night. Did we talk about this earlier? Uh, that means Wednesday's drawing will be worth about $1.2 billion, wow. with a B, dollars. That increased jackpot will be the fourth largest in U.S. history. The biggest prize, a $1.586 billion Powerball jackpot, won by three ticket holders back in 2016. A uh, concert announcement, uh, I don't think any of us care, but uh, this will be a huge thing. Taylor Swift's tour will make a stop in the Twin Cities. Oh, oh I know some girls who, I better get oh, her yeah. some tickets. It's I her first, call some people. It's her first tour in five years. She announced plans to stop in several cities, including here, uh, includes a, jo- a June 24 stop at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, get this, the tour announcement comes over a week after the debut of her latest album, Midnight's, which already has 10, ten. tracks debuting in the top 10 of the you world. are kidding wow. me has that ever been done before john uh no not, not even the beatles no because they never released 10 at a time that's in the true old days. but now this is just, just you know, her all her all her whole album I'll correct be right. yeah I, I understood 
Yeah. yeah. I, I actually heard a whole family talking about the release of that album in Target about a week ago with the mom wanting to buy it and the kid basically saying, uh, whatever, I can listen on Spotify. Oh. But mom wa- mom wanted to buy it, so I think she I'll purchased a copy of it. She, um, um, I don't know if I should go down this road. Uh-oh. Um, for the first time ever, I've seen a few video clips of her. She looks like a mature woman. It's a good way to put it, Ken. I'm just well, going to leave it. Now, isn't she about 30 or something? She's well, 31 she's or something. She finally like looks like a mature woman. Huh. It's well, uh, hard I to look some, away. Uh, you finally some... sound like a creepy guy. <laughs> I really, really, really <laughs> did. I really wish I... I know but... some kids would be thrilled to see her. I think I better do something about that. You better, yeah. Yeah, you better, yeah. yeah. Over the weekend, a Halloween reveler dressed as a bottle of Fireball. Cinnamon whiskey was arrested for drunken disorderly conduct. Ooh, I would hope and so. Several other charges. He is 31-year-old Dominic Salazar, booked into the county lockup at 3:20 a.m. in Madera, California. The 6'3, 293-pound Salazar was wearing his Halloween costume when photographed by jail personnel. I have a question so, about this one, John. Yes, sir. John. Go mm-hmm. ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your no, story. The, the whiskey outfit, which details for about $45, is attended for adults of legal drinking age, according to the Fireball website, which notes Halloween is all about letting your wildest dreams come true. So this year, become a human-sized bottle of Fireball. You're welcome. So here's my question. I've gotten to know a lot of the kids in the new neighborhood because of sports with my boys participating in and whatnot. So one of the kids that William played football with comes to the door with two of his buddies. And he's got a black sweatshirt on with his, you know, with his pillowcase. He says, trick or treat. I said, Liam, what the hell is this? This isn't a costume. He says, I'm a ghost. Mm-hmm. You got to give me some effort here. I saw here. no inventiveness last night. I saw a little bit, but not, not as much as I thought. Yeah. I brought up that party in town last weekend. What I didn't bring up was this kid running around. He's got a dark, dark blue suit on, white shirt, red tie, and a rubber Trump mask. He's about four bad. feet tall. That's not bad. It was so funny. Yeah. It was just hilarious. Yeah, worst at my house, uh, later in the evening, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth graders, maybe bigger, bigger sure. kids. The late say. kids. The late kids. Uh, they rode up. On bikes, yep. both were wearing Vikings jerseys. Yeah. That's it. That's not much Trick, of a costume, jer- is it? Trick or treat. Yeah. No. Well, no. I, I I can't rip that because that's basically what my boys dressed up. My was. latest was eight thirty. <laughs> that that boy when I was thirty. When really? I was a kid, I was really intrigued by who the late kids were. Sure. And back then, yeah. the late kids would have been maybe nine thirty. See, I didn't have anybody past eight o'clock. I don't think. Really? Yeah, me neither. But you know what the theory is? The CP has a theory on why there aren't that many kids, hmm. because hmm. this tradition has begun where, for example, over the weekend there were numerous Halloween outings oh, for true. kids. Oh, yeah. yep. true. Trunk, trunk you could beg at the things. businesses on uh, Main Street, you know, and get stuff. Yep. And oh, is yeah. that what it's called? Oh, trunk or trunk? You're or right. Treat. All the trunks were open. The candy yeah. in the I, th- trunk. I figured yep. they were full of beer. Trunk. I don't. Oh. I'm unaware of the trunk one. Yeah, trunk or treats. They they do them in business parking lots here. Oh, and you I have see. ten cars, and I you see. put candy in oh, your trunk. I see, and the uh-huh. kids, I think we had one here. To each car, we did. I think so. How'd they get in the gate? I don't know. Yeah, I ever tell you about uh, Willie Clark? Um, we had this mandatory um, team building um, meeting on a weekend up in Winter, Wisconsin, at Hayman's Cabin. Right? You didn't go, Such. Rookie didn't go. The rest of us went. Uh, including Willie Clark. I ain't Clark. going to anything that says team building. Right. I don't blame <laughs> you. It was awful. Uh, anyway, um, 
and we were, you know, the libations were flowing freely, uh, freely, but it wasn't good enough for Willie. He would, every three, four minutes, retire to the trunk of his Cadillac yeah. where he had a full service bar. <laughs> wow. Full service. Yeah. Everything, anything you could ever possibly want in the trunk of that car. Did Heyman have a lake up there? You got a pool? No, he was, on a, he was on a river. Oh, a river. It was really neat. Yeah, it was huh. awesome. Uh, Joel Bryan and I set out for Heyman's place, and that's where my bike died in front of that casino in Wisconsin. Yeah, and O'Brien oh, kept going, no. and I never did get to Heyman. Hmm. Heyman was smart, though. He had a, an, an old square body Chevrolet p- pickup parked at the airport up there, and he'd fly his little I don't know three four seat or whatever the hell it was out of uh, is Lake Elmo have an airport? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd fly it out of there. Yeah, make a three hour huh. trip into I don't know what's that forty five minutes. John, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, I hope you've uh, been keeping track of the temperature and realize the uh, great riding you're getting in on your electric bikes and scooters from Just EcoFun. Think or if the great e- riding you'd still have ahead. If EcoFun had been with us way back when, you wouldn't have broke down in front no, of that casino. No. Hey, I got my call, too. I got my, no, not a call. I got my email yesterday confirming that I get storage space this winter. That's that's available to everyone, not just me. But I got my email, and I was greatly relieved because the EcoFund guys they start picking stuff up in uh, in November for heated storage all winter. You can get in on that too. There's a fee; it's 260 bucks, but that's it includes a tune-up and the battery tending, winterization, storage. I I think it's the best deal in town. Uh, calls. I, I don't know if there's spaces still available, but I'd sure pursue it. Six one two. Three two one eight eight six seven, and if you buy a scooter or an electric bike now at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville, they'll take care of it for you until spring. You wouldn't have to haul it home in the event that the uh, winter inevitably arrives here one of these days, but certainly not today or tomorrow or the rest of this week. Youth recreational equipment, youth ATVs, uh, the Crossfire two hundred golf carts with a uh, bench back and a uh, Two-seat dump box back. Man, they got fun stuff at EcoFun. The storm uh, in uh, Forest Lake is on 97, immediately west of 35. You can't miss it. And the uh, store that opened this summer in Burnsville on uh, the service road of life down near County Road 42 and 35E. It's uh, EcoFun. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Off we go. This guy wears oh, many hats, just yeah. not indoors. Joe Suchere. Such, why don't you grab that $10 David Downing pumpkin, throw it in the back of that commie car you drive, and <laughs> come on up here to the range in Krabby County, and uh, we'll fill that thing full of holes. Oh, blast some pumpkins. Nice. Nothing funner. The day after Halloween, you get those pumpkins for a buck each. Uh, and, and I bring that up because the last two weekends up here in Krabby, uh, it's been sight in your rifle uh, weekends, and you can always tell it's a, a boom, five seconds of silence, another one, and then five more, and then another one. You give them three shots, and you can always tell when they're done sighting in because then it's boom, and then boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and, and, and you go, yep, they're sighted in. Uh, the reason I bring this all up is because uh, if you burned up all of last year's ammo sighting in last week into the last couple of weeks, it's not too late. Stop into DK Mags, get restocked before the opener. It's this Saturday already, 
And if you're going to break out your grandpa or your uncle's old Winchester 243 lever action, maybe stop in and have them take a little peek at that. Both DK Mags and Monticello Pawn and Gun, they have gunsmithing services to make every uh, make sure everything's in tip-top working order. And they're looking for a few good men or women. If you're uh, an expert or you think you are, you just love firearms and you need a gig, get a hold of either one of those joints. They're hiring good people. By good people, we mean GLers just like you. Great selection, fair prices, and a wonderful staff. But with that, Monticello Pawn and Gun and DK Mags on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. Greg Holcomb's artwork in the Garage Logic book was truly extraordinary because he's one of those artists where you look at a picture and then come back in a few days and look at it again, you'll see something you hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. It's just really nifty stuff, Chris. It really is. I've, I've got yeah. two maps here, Such, one of Garage Logic and then a much bigger one of all of Gumption County. And I think Greg did both of those. Of course he not? did. Yeah. Of course he did. They're pretty cool. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalonga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day. November 1st. In 1841, Father Lucian Galtier dedicated his log church to St. Paul, the Apostle of Nations. Uh, This name is deemed superior to Pig's Eye. I think so. The community's previous name and St. Paul is incorporated as a town on this date in 1849. The log structure later served as the first school of the Sisters of St. Joseph. And in 1856, the logs were dismantled, numbered, and hauled up the hill to St. Joe's Academy construction site. Organizers, however, do not communicate the plan to rebuild the chapel as a historic site to the workmen who use the logs to warm themselves in their coffee. Oh no! Are no. you kidding me? <laughs> oh. Who didn't get the my memo? mom. My mom went to St. Joe's. They took this guy's chapel. <laughs> To St. Joe's, and these robes burned it as firewood. Hey, Herb, someone heat up the coffee. Jeez. (laughs) Throw another log on there. Come on. Are you familiar with the uh, story in St. Paul about this 1852 cottage? Yes, uh, very much. The black history? Yes. That's uh, been a fascinating read here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Yeah, it's owned by the restaurant. What's the name of it? It's escaping me. 30 Bales. No. No. um, (laughs) Burger. Burger Moe's. Burger Moe. I can't believe you wouldn't want to stay that and turn it into a little pub what you, yeah. you would keep that you yeah can see nice. it. it's right on 7th street you can plainly you know, see it's, it it's on in st paul yeah it's on private property i i sure hope they can pick that thing up and move it though on this day in 1849 11-1 the legislature established funding for the territory's public schools which have been declining ever since. By decree of the Northwest (laughs) Ordinance, one section to each township had been set aside to support a school, and in Minnesota, these lands are not sold for short-term cash but are rented out to provide a steady and long-term cash flow. Martin McLeod authorized the bill, which Territorial Governor Alexander Ramsey would... would consider his administration's most important piece of legislation. Martin McLeod, from which we get McLeod County, I bet. And he was also the great-grandfather of Coyote McLeod, one of the best DJs in the history of FM radio. 
On this day in 1976, the first issue of the Circle newsletter was published by the Minneapolis American Indian Center, containing stories about the lives and values of Native Americans in the Twin Cities metro. The newsletter would become a newspaper in March 1980 with a grant from the Dayton Hudson Foundation, Hmm. as in the Dayton store. Thank you, GLers. Yes. I'd stay with you. I've got a lot more to talk about, but Reavers wants to end the show (laughs) because he has to meet with a client. I'm prepared to talk to you about it. It's no longer useful to recycle plastics, it turns out. And there's a religious celebration taking place in the state capitol. Geez, it's kind of against that separation of church and state thing. It's very interesting. But I can't bring it up now because we have to leave. Maybe you could save it for tomorrow. I think I will. All right. Very good. So Don't touch Christy that radio if you're dial. just tuning in. Yeah, apparently it is. Tuning in. Uh, after you get done picking on me, GLers, could you head on over to the Garage Logic YouTube page and hit the old subscribe button because there we are posting daily content and follow us along on all of our social media channels, which includes Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you haven't done so yet and are thinking about it, join the Garage Logic Town Council for just ten bucks a month or one hundred dollars a year. You are gonna get twenty four seven all. All access to all things Garage Logic related, and as soon as the mayor signs all of those certificates, they'll be heading out in the mail. That's right, the Garage Logic Town Council. We'll catch you tomorrow. As soon as Kenny's done cleaning. It's all clean. It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic and Jailers. Now's the time for you to do the same and pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48 minute financial consultation by dialing 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again. And Josh, today, you'd like to touch on earnings, some more earnings, and the Fed. Can't go away from the Fed right now. Haven't been able to go away from the Fed the entire year as the Fed's, we'll call it machinations, over inflation have led to higher interest rates, lower bond prices, and continued fears about an upcoming recession. Earnings, meantime, have been coming in, I believe, better than expected for the most part, but guidance going forward from many companies has been very conservative, leading market players to sell their shares unless there's some extraordinary reason to hold on or even add to positions. Witness favorite Amazon last week, which came in with a beat-the-street earnings report, inline revenue, but said that Amazon Web Services only grew at 28%. Analysts were looking for 30% growth. And quite frankly, it's going to be very tough for Amazon to resume that type of growth in AWS, particularly as the numbers get bigger. Amazon Web Services generates over $80 billion in revenue each year and a very high margin margin business. But to grow 30% on that $80 billion annualized, that's a tough, tough stretch. 
So I think analysts have put too, I'm not going to say too high a bar, but aren't looking at the numbers. That said, Amazon Web Services and sold off Amazon despite Amazon beating on the EPS, posting inline revenue numbers, but warning that revenue for the Christmas quarter would not be up to analyst expectations, seeing only at this point 8% revenue growth. Analysts were also a little miffed that Amazon Web Services grew only at 28%. Well, that's a 28% on a big number. Amazon's doing about $80 billion in revenue on Amazon Web Services. It's a huge, huge business, and they do more revenue than the next three players, Microsoft, Google, and IBM combined. So big business, big margins, but growth in that is not going to go at that 28 or 30% clip uh, ad infinitum. That said, Amazon has been cutting expenses, and hopefully that will flow through or continue to flow through to the bottom line. Amazon Prime membership continues to go up, and there are more services offered for the price. Of course, I do like and own Amazon. Favorite Apple reported last week, and again, to me, very strong numbers. I'm not going to say completely across the board because analysts were concerned with phone sales. Well, Apple's biggest issue is not demand for product, it's supply for product. I think that's a nice deal to have. Apple is still my favorite company, and even in a market slowdown, their product is, to me, a necessary a necessary item, and I do believe that people will continue to upgrade as they need a new phone, regardless of the economic environment. There are other companies that have also reported very well. Local Honeywell, a beat and raise quarter as one example. Some of the transports have been doing better, including Chessy System, CSX, Norfolk Southern doing better, XBO Logistics, and that should translate positively to local CH Robinson. Plenty of places to go. Semiconductors, however, tough business. Despite their necessity of just about every product, they have been hit and slammed hard. Oh, what I haven't touched on is energy, and the energy companies have reported Again, better than expected numbers. They are trading at low price-to-earnings multiples, and they do pay a very nice dividend. They do face some political pressure right now, but that political pressure, to me, comes from the politicians' self-imposed issues. Hey, when you tell a company, don't produce, and the price of that product goes up, very difficult to come back and say, oh, well, it's your fault that prices for the product that we told you not to produce are going up because of demand. Tomorrow, the Fed uh, concludes their meeting. All eyes are looking for the Fed to raise three quarters of 1% to fight the inflation that I think is starting to level out and come down. I think the Fed has gone overboard. Nobody has answered my question, at least at the Fed. What is the value or remaining value of their balance sheet, given the rise in interest rates and the Fed having bonds in that portfolio that are far or they're yielding far lower than current rate. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up the phone and dial 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice.
Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Look forward to it, Chris. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.